podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 8 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. It's the international break, but league football is back with a bang on Saturday. Manchester United away at Anfield in the early kickoff. Before we get started on that, if you've been enjoying the show, leave us a quick review on iTunes. Cheers for that. Anyway, Jack, biggest game of the season coming up. We've got a Liverpool fan joining us, Brad Sims, at 40 Yard Pass on Twitter. Uh, Jack first, are you confident? Quietly confident. Probably the most confident I've been going into an Anfield game for a while. Um, whether that means I'm actually confident, I'm not sure, because it's always tough to be confident in games like this, but... You know, we're playing well. Liverpool aren't in the best form. Annoyingly, you know, we talked about this last episode. Annoyingly, the international break kind of came at the wrong time for us. But hopefully we can carry that, that momentum through. Um, I mean, we just got to hope Fellaini's loss isn't, isn't too big. I never thought yeah. I'd be saying that. Um, strange. I mean, it's it's a testament to how, how much he's improved in the eyes of Man United fans that Fellaini is now being severely missed uh, as he picks up an injury on international duty. Brad, thanks for joining us. Are you... Are you confident? Liverpool haven't had the best of starts, but I mean, we've seen some some various United and Liverpool games where teams have gone in in terrible form and come out with a huge result. Yeah, sometimes the occasion's a bit bit more than just the form surrounding the game. Um, one thing that is worth noting really is that uh, the atmosphere at the moment in Liverpool, being there myself at the moment, is very similar to what United fans were experiencing when Liverpool played United in the Europa League at Old Trafford. Uh, Jack, I believe you, well, you were there with me. Yeah, we went together, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, that was awful. Uh, it was sort of like a, an expectancy of failure. Um, and from the majority of the Liverpool fans that I know, that's sort of what we're getting at the moment, is just sort of this expectancy to get beat, um, which is unusual uh, with a Klopp team against a, a bigger opponent, you know, a top six opponent. Um, it sort of has shown this season that we've been humbled. The only defeat we've had in the league so far has been a 5-0 humbling to Manchester City away, um, which was partly down to the Sadio Mane red card, but that's not an excuse to crumble 5-0. Um in terms of the game on Saturday, it's going to be either... It's going to, I think it's going to swing one way or the other. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's got a pretty good record against Jose Mourinho. Um, it's worth noting that the, the only loss Jurgen Klopp's had to Mourinho was away in the Champions League to Real Madrid in the semi-final at the time with Borussia Dortmund, which is maybe key, maybe not. Um, with that, with United coming to Anfield, we've, we've seen last season that we, we couldn't beat United under Jose Mourinho's stewardship. Um, and that was with a, a significantly poorer team. Uh, from Liverpool, I think at the moment we can sort of expect that the defence continuing to fail to defend. <laughs> you can't get away with that as a Premier League club, never mind a top six club. Some games have been funny watching Liverpool defence, but then you you look towards the attack and me and Jack sort of sit here sort of biting our nails watching your attack. Um, yeah. Coutinho, Firmino, Mane is a, is a fearsome prospect. Yeah, It, it very much is. Um, I don't think it's clicked to its full potential just yet. I think it needs that support of a midfield behind it that's been off form. Um, in the Arsenal game, every player on the pitch was superb, but I don't know how much that, that can be put down to Liverpool's success, more so than Arsenal's failure. Um, Firmino this season has been very good. Uh, he's lacked quite a lot of end products. Mane has been obviously fantastic. He, he's had the best player in our team. Uh, Coutinho's been in the, uh, the team again now for a couple of games. I think we can expect to see Coutinho to start shining again. He's got a couple of important goals already. Um, and then Mohamed Salah, who was sort of the unknown entity at the beginning of the season, has, has come into this team. He's been fantastic. There's a lot of talk about with uh, Mohamed Salah about how he's quite a poor finisher. Um, but statistically this season, he's got four goals and one assist from seven Premier League games. His XG is 4.43, 4. 
His XA is 1.04. He's not overperforming in those things massively, which is really says that the big chances he's getting, he's finishing them. He's putting them away, which is the key thing. So I think if, if those chances do come to Salah, um, if those chances do come to Mane, then, then we're laughing. But I don't think Firmino's got the sort of the, the confidence at the moment to put those chances away. And with Coutinho, it's, you know, it, it, I just don't know what to expect in a big game. I don't know whether he's got the, the sort of commitment um, that he would have had last season uh, after the summer. I mean, I, I suppose we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, Jack, I don't know if this is the same for you, but Firmino gen- generally doesn't scare me too much. Whereas looking at Coutinho and Mane, it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, I think the the tough thing about Coutinho, Mane, even Salah as well is that they can create things on their own. You know, they don't they don't need to, the whole team to be clicking well for them to create a moment of magic. And I feel like Firmino is not not really that kind of player. He's not someone that can change a game on his own, really. Like um, like the other like the other three are. So I think Firmino is. I mean, he's still a very good player. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's just not on quite the same level as the other three. But yeah, I mean. Coutinho really is the one that makes this team tick. I mean, like he's he gets a lot of flack for you know just takes long shots all the time, but he's a very very good playmaker. Um, he connects the midfield and the defence to the forwards very very well. And we need to be very careful because this Liverpool team play extremely well on the counter attack. Their pace going forward is absolutely frightening. Um, I mean, especially if Sturridge ends up coming on for Firmino as well, assuming that Firmino starts, then. Like it's an absolutely scary prospect them counter attacking. So expect us to sit to probably set up quite deep, um, probably quite similar to how we set up at Anfield last season. To be honest, yeah, I guess it it doesn't really matter if we set up in a similar way because the attacking talent we now have is is superior to that of last season, and the the defensive midfielder we have yeah. compared to last season in the Matic is is a far better player than whoever we had last season. Fellaini, Herrera. Um, or Pogba playing in defensive midfield, when which is clearly not his best position. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm scared of Liverpool's attack, but generally going in quite confident, um, given our our electric start to the season and and Lukaku's good form. Um, Brad, looking at Lukaku from a from a Liverpool fan's perspective, not not going to be the the crowd favourite at Anfield. No, definitely not. And I think this weekend's the weekend that he makes Dejan Lovren regret becoming a footballer altogether. Uh, I feel like Liverpool's defence this season is definitely not equipped to deal with Manchester United on the counter-attack. I mean, you've scored, was it six games in which, in all competitions, you've scored four goals? Well, no, even, even more than that. Uh, six 4-0 wins and I think a couple 4-1s couple as well. God, that, that, that's, that's scary. Like, as a Liverpool fan, that's scary. Because knowing that you can concede three goals to Watford and still not get all three points. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that we've got we've to put up with as, as Liverpool fans this season. Um you think of, I don't know which defensive pairing Klopp's going to go with the weekend. Um, he's quite unpredictable, but the favourite probably would be Joe Matip and Dan Lovren. You think of Marshall, Rashford, running at those guys with the supply of Mkhitaryan and Mata. And even Lukaku's very excellent at running in behind. He, he, that's his, his sort of the biggest strength of his game. I don't think those two are going to come off the field with one piece. That, that, I really don't. I, I can see this being a massive route to United. And that's, I think, where this expectancy of failure is coming in, is that we don't have this solid back line that most successful teams have, you know, the fullbacks are um, much improved on last season. I'd say, um, Klein obviously you can't judge because he's been out all season injured, but Moreno's much improved in terms of where he was last season. But that doesn't help anything when your defense is going back, taking steps backwards because Dan Lovren's deciding he doesn't know how to play professional football, and whether that's because of you know the recent reports about his injury or or whatever. But it's not acceptable for a top level footballer to play the way he does. And coming up against Lukaku, it's going to be an interesting experience for everybody. I think. <laughs> 
well, <laughs> damning indictment of, of Dejan Lovren's yeah. performance. Yeah. I think he, in a decent system where the forefront, the focus isn't on attacking, then he could be a decent player. He was very, very good at Lyon. Um, he looks quite good in the Southampton team in the Premier League. I just don't think that Dejan Lovren works as a ball-playing defender in this Liverpool team. He isn't the Mats Hummels that, uh, that Jurgen Klopp wants him to be. Um, and that's that's no, nobody's fault, I suppose. It's just he hasn't got the quality to play that position. In some ways, I think he's he's a little bit similar to Chris Smalling. I mean, we all praise Chris Smalling a lot under Van Gaal because he looked great, but it was in a, such a defensive system that pretty much anyone could look great in that kind of system. It's like what you're saying, he looked great at Lyon, looked great at Southampton, but as soon as you start playing a more expansive kind of style, you're exposed a lot more and then they just can't deal with Professionals it. Professionals talk about how it's an issue of individuals versus the system, and to a degree that's true. Uh, this is exactly what I'm saying, is that you can put good individuals into the system and they'll look bad, but at the same time, if those individuals aren't good individuals in the average, then you're getting a d- recipe for disaster. You know, you're going to get a 5-0 hammering off Manchester City and potentially a 5-0 hammering at home off Manchester United. I mean. <laughs> oh, don't, don't let us dream like that, Brad. Don't let us yeah, dream like that. You put a proper grin on my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still remember the feeling of, of getting hammered, of a Moyes Man United getting hammered by by two Steve and Gerrard penalties and a I don't know. I assume Suarez scored the third. I think he did, and Vidic in, in classic form got sent off against you lot. Oh yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd take the the other way round on Saturday. If if I mean, if we're putting our combined United Liverpool eleven together, Jack, I'll ask you in a second. But Brad's assuming there's more United players than Liverpool players in there. Uh, which Liverpool players do you think would get in? Um, I think Sadio Mane gets into any team in the Premier League on the right wing. Uh, I think that's unquestionable. He's, I think, if he was playing in a more successful team this season, he'd be a contender for PFA Player of the Year. Um, I think even the City team, you look at the competition for places and the wide attacking positions there. He, he's he's in there at the moment. The way he's playing, I think Coutinho is a creative midfielder. Uh, I think he has issues with consistency. Um, a lot of my friends from home are United fans, and we have this debate regularly. Um, I think it, while Pogba was injured, he gets in the team, no question. I think when Pogba comes back to fitness, I think that's the issue you have to talk about. Um, for balance, whether it's Pogba or Coutinho, and for everybody's money at the moment, it's Pogba. You, the, Firmino's getting nowhere near that 11 with Lukaku uh, in the form he's in. You look at De Gea and that, uh, it's, it's laughable to compare him to Simon Minnie and Where's Carriers, really? De Gea or Minnie, I don't know. <laughs> Valencia's in the form of his life at right back. Uh, at centre half, I don't think. I think maybe Joe Matip uh, has the quality, not in Liverpool's system, to, to contend, but I don't think in the form that he's in, you could put him above either any you know, his defenders. You know, Bayou or Jones together are pretty imper- impervious, you know. At left back, Moreno's been very much improved this season, and Robertson looks a decent pickup for the money we paid. Uh, but again, is Damian better defensively? Probably, and it depends what you want from your left back, really. If you want him bombing on and crossing into the box, and Moreno or Robertson's probably a man, but Damian's definitely more solid defensively. I think Henderson as a number six gets a lot of un- undue uh, criticism. I think he's quite solid there, but he only tends to shine when the team shines, which is his biggest issue. I think Emre Chan's quite good in that position, but he doesn't have. The, uh, the defensive capabilities that Nemanja Matic does, neither of them do. So you're looking at Matic in the holding role. Um, then who do you pick for the other centre midfield role? Like um, You've got Mkhitaryan, who's been fantastic this season. Juan Mata, who always seems to score against Liverpool and in general is a very, very <laughs> good player, a good professional. Um, from, from Liverpool, you're looking at Gini Wijnaldum, who's not exactly been on the form of his life, and Adam Alana, who's injured. I think on the left wing, Mohamed Salah... Uh, well, you put Mane on the left, I suppose, this season, but... On the left wing, oh, the other wing position, if you want to want to put it like that, you've got Marshall and Rashford at Manchester United, who are arguably at this stage better than Mohamed Salah. Um, although Salah's had a very good start to the season, I just think that 
in terms of the development of their career. I think they're further on at younger ages. Uh, that's not to say I don't think Salah's a very good, good player. I think it's quite a caution thing, but if you had to choose, you'd probably go with somebody more dynamic like Martial or Rashford. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to disagree with most of what you said there. Um, Mane, Mane, 100% getting in. I think Mane's yeah. probably the one player that you look at that's uh, you saying oh, he's 100% getting in. At the moment, with Pogba yeah. out, Coutinho as well is probably... Probably a, a solid pick. Uh, yeah, if, if two two full squads in in full strength, you probably, I mean, you're looking at left back, given that Shaw is inconsistent as Coutinho is, um, and then Sadio Mane is potentially your only your only Liverpool player in there. Which is to yeah. think about like if you if you were to ask me that question at the start of the season, then you're looking at six players from one team and five from another. Whereas now it's sort of like well, yeah, like now, yeah. We, I mean we've we've only lost one game in the league all season, one against Leicester in the cup. We've been underwhelming in terms of the performances, but that doesn't change the ability of the squad. And it's still like, well, you take your rose tinted glasses off and you, you sort of look at what we've got, and it's, it's not enough to compete. It's scary. Yeah, it's um, even even if you're looking at last year, then it's a completely different setup. I, I remember before the two uh, Liverpool games last year, you're looking at it and you're thinking more more United players or more Liverpool players, but it's all changed. Um, Brad, before you go, score prediction. Uh... I'm never going to stick in my neck on the line because you can guarantee that I'll get it wrong but if I had to guess now I'd say 3-1 to Manchester United Bear in mind that since we started this podcast what is it almost 17 months I'd guess maybe almost 2 years even I think I've probably got <laughs> 2 score predictions right in my time on this podcast So We should really go back at one point games, and look at all so of our predictions because I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I've got a single one right Back in August before the game um, with a popular book <coughs> that I won't name for just in case, uh, <laughs> they they have a, a draw at the favourites at um, twelve to five. Uh, United after that at fifteen to eight, and then Liverpool at seven to five. So I mean, the smart money is on a draw, but I, I just can't see Liverpool's defence holding United out. It's like if you if we score one, you score in two. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's a feasible. Pre- yeah, I guess I guess it's we we're, we're confident after last season's draw that our defence can can hold away your attack. It, it, you've got the addition of Sadio Mane, but the 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 real challenge is is can we score at Anfield and I think our attack compared to last season if if we had Paul Pogba in this game you're thinking yeah definitely because um, Pogba improves Mkhitaryan and improves Lukaku and improves Rashford or Martial whoever you've got there but I can I can picture a one nil nice and nice and easy um, Mkhitaryan especially because if he's to play in the midfield against Liverpool's midfield there's no one in there that's um, physically commandeering there's no player that's gonna Put the sort of the hurt locker on him if you like. He's he's not going to get bashed around by anybody. Um, he he's going to be able to have the t- the time and the space that he needs, um, given off how Liverpool have performed this season, uh, to basically to pull the strings and to unleash whoever you play up front. It could be Jesse Lingard, who I really don't rate. I don't think he's a very good player at all, but it could be Jesse Lingard, and he's the scoring hat trick. You know, <laughs> to be fair to I, him, I think bad. I think Anfield away is a is a good game for Jesse Lingard. Yeah. I- I was just about to say the same thing. As bad as he is, he does seem to play well in big games. But he's yep. um, he's your equivalent of Dirk Cout. Uh... <laughs> I think it's a bit disrespectful to Dirk Cout, to be honest. But I, I think Jesse Lingard, having scored in a cup final, having uh, grow, grown up in Warrington, joined the team he loves, scored in a cup final, to then score a hat trick at Anfield would be. I mean, I don't know what I'd do if I was in the away end then. <laughs> I mean, maybe he then really would be like Dirk Cout because I still haven't got over Cout's hat trick against us yeah. all those years ago yeah. either. We can we can move on from that nice and quickly. <laughs> um, Brad, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. Um, remind us where we can we can find you on Twitter. Yeah, you can catch me at Forty Yard Pass on Twitter. Uh, the spelling of the word rather than the numbers. I know it sounds a bit dodgy, but 
<laughs> right, cheers for coming on. Um, we'll we'll send you a little message after we, given your predictions. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, just uh, don't rub it in too much because it will be Saturday morning and I'll probably be hungover. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so Jack, um, Brad gone with a very United heavy combined United Liverpool eleven. Same for you. Yeah, pretty. Much. I think I think like we said, there's three three positions for maybe four. Where you'd say Liverpool are kind of in with a shot. I'd say Mane is, is a shirt. I guess he'd play on the right. And then for me, the other one's a left back. Mainly just because both teams are awful in that position at the moment. Attacking midfielder, I think, personally, I think Coutinho would, would get in the team. If you were playing a, a 4 2 3 1, I'd have Pogba and Matic in, in midfield with Mane on the right, Coutinho in the, in the middle, attacking midfielder. And then left wing, I think it's very close between uh, Salah and probably Martial. I think if you were signing one of them, you'd definitely sign Martial. I think as players at the moment, it's tough. I think Salah's probably, or at least this season, has looked maybe a little bit more consistent. But Martial probably has the higher ceiling. I mean, I, I personally would go for Martial just because I love Martial. But I think that one's very close. And then Lukaku up front, I think he's a cert. And then left back, left back's tough because, like I said, both teams are just both really, really poor. Um, yeah. On on this season's form, I would be probably tempted to go with Moreno, which is not something I'm entirely comfortable with. But yeah, I mean, on actual talent, I'd always go Shaw, even out of United's efforts. Yeah. But he hasn't he hasn't been able to show it this season, so I think you've got to go with Moreno. But for for me, in general, in just talent. In a fully strength side, forgetting about consistency, I think um, Sadio Mane is the, the only Liverpool player who gets into my eleven, which is beautiful to say. And probably Coutinho, if I wasn't so bitter about him being good. <laughs> but um, there we go. But starting on Saturday for United, Martial or Rashford? Martial for me. I think Rashford. I think Rashford will get the start, but I would prefer to see Martial. Yeah, agree with that. And Herrera starting alongside Matic. We've got Pogba injured, Fellaini injured, Carrick barely played. Uh, Scott McTominay is, is very unlikely to come in for Anfield away. But Herrera, Matic, is, is that a midfield you trust? I mean, Herrera's one-man press could could come up uh, against some difficulties at Anfield, should we say. Yeah. yeah uh, and not, I don't know. I mean, Herrera has some good memories of Anfield, though, getting Steven Gerrard sent off in... Beautiful memories, yeah. 37 seconds, yeah, 38 is it? 38 seconds. Like 38 Um so I mean, if he can do that again, that would be great. But what's yeah, what Steve Gerrard come back from retirement just to get sent off? <laughs> I'm in a different Liverpool player, but yeah, that would be that would be even better as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, Herrera Matic is our best option at the moment. It's a, it's annoying that Fellaini has um, is got injured. Like I said, it's a very strange to be thinking that Fellaini is a big big miss for us. But he is the way he's been playing. He's, he is a big miss. So. He he will be uh, he will be missed, but I'm sure Herrera will come in and do a decent job. He's not not quite as disciplined as Fellaini, but he also gives us a little bit more going forward. So it swings and roundabouts, and hopefully with Matic alongside him, they won't get overrun. It's just really important they try and corral Coutinho because if he gets away and starts pulling the strings, then we could be in for a long afternoon. Yeah, and left back. We've just been talking about left back, as in the the combined two teams. But who do you start there on Saturday? I mean. Ashley Young is in fantastic form. You think it'd be him, and then it's it's by Jones, centre back, and Valencia right back, isn't it? Yeah, for me it would be Ashley Young for sure. 
Uh, I don't think any just, other yeah, left just made any other, Yeah, I don't think any other left back has done enough currently to put him out of the team. And the other the other three uh, defenders plus De Gea pretty much picking themselves. Yep. Um, but, but it's Liverpool games in recent time. I mean, Anfield away is even when even when you lose and it's it's an exciting game. Even when you draw. I mean, I don't mean the actual football is exciting because last year's nil nil draw in October in a Red Monday as Sky overhyped it massively was incredibly boring and I was in a meeting and, and ended up with a text from my brother saying you're you're lucky you were in a meeting and missed that. Um which is which is a strange sentiment. But Anfield away is always a fantastic day and Saturday early kickoff is a bit of bit annoying because you don't really get the atmosphere if you're going. Saturday three PM is probably prime time or Saturday five thirty. I think I went a couple of years ago, I think it was I think it was a Sunday. Um a late Sunday kickoff and that was brilliant because you you basically turn up at sort of lunchtime, walk past Goodison Park as you come from the pub, get marched in by a bunch of, of policemen guarding you, a bunch of Liverpool fans shouting at you, get into Anfield. And then when I went, it was um, when Rooney scored the winner and you look forward as, as Rooney's just thumped it in top corner and Phil Jones is getting tackled by a big man Cunin and goes <laughs> flying in the air with Marcus Rojo smiling next to it. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Half time at Anfield in that season, Phil Jones is waiting in the corner with a pint, <laughs> which I don't think he bought. I think someone just shoved into his hand and is singing there, banging on the wall, singing Jones, you won, Gerard nil at Anfield away, <laughs> which is still one of the best memories I have of, of going to any United game. But yeah, Anfield away always good. Let's just hope we're not in that terrible third kit because that, that's always going to ruin a classic <laughs> game for me. Yeah, I hope we uh, I hope we just play in a normal away kit today. But I mean, some great memories at Anfield. Um, these Man United Liverpool games, they I mean they do disappoint occasionally, but generally they are very very good games. Uh, I think my I think my favourite memory is John O'Shea's winner um, at Anfield in like the ninety ninety second minute or something. Uh, I, I was I was probably only about seven or eight at the time, but it just really stuck with me for some reason that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean Raphael's screamer the other year. Uh, I think Van Persie scored. The, I think it was a two-one win. Van Persie scored. The other Raphael scored. Absolute stunner, um, and that was brilliant. And then tried to scrap basically everyone in the Liverpool team by himself in <laughs> classic Raphael fashion. It's pretty much Raphael's United <laughs> career in a nutshell. Yeah, a little mistake, an absolute scream of a goal, and trying to fight everyone on the pitch is is Raphael de Silva summed up. Injuries. It's. I mean, we can talk about this more in the coming weeks because they're going to be out for a few weeks. All these players, but. Could that cost us the title? Potentially, but I mean, every team is going to have injuries throughout the season. It's obviously unfortunate that that our injuries seem to be coming at pretty much the same time and in roughly the same position. There seems to be a lot of midfielders going out injured. But, you know, before the season, Mourinho talked about and everyone talked about our vaunted squad depth. And, you know, there's no point having the squad depth if you're not going to use it. So we we just need to get through this period now. Um, You know, things are... We still don't really know how long Pogba's out for. Um, Mourinho, he's called it long-term, but what does that really mean? Uh, we thought Fellaini was going to be worse than he was, so it looks like he's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. I think I think we'll be okay. Obviously, it's annoying that they've come now, heading into uh, probably a, the hardest stretch of our season, but ultimately, I don't think it's something that you can blame um, a, a lack of form on injuries, just because... Every team goes through it, and if you are going to go be playing for the title and competing in the Champions League, you have to be able to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and and we we theoretically have the squad depth when you can bring in Ander Herrera for 
you got two midfielders injured, you still have got a midfield two of Matic yeah. and Herrera. It's it's yeah. pretty decent. Well, it also shows you how far we've come from last season as well. That we have two midfielders out, and the one who's who's coming in is the one that was starting this this last yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, th- this is a big game, not just because it's uh not just because it's Liverpool, um, but also because it's the first big big game of the season against the top six side. We're about to find out if. If Matic can continue his form in, in the big games, if Mkhitaryan can do so, if Lukaku can, um, if Martial and Rashford have the same impact in big games, and if our defence is, is as good as we think it is. We've only scored conceded twice in the in the league and both to the same player, Grant Stoke. Um it's it's not it's not just about Liverpool, but it's also about seeing how we fare in big games. Because we've I mean, let's be honest, we we've had a ridiculously easy start to the season. And now we're we're gonna see how this Mourinho team, which is definitely on another level to last season's, can can do a big game because it, it wasn't that good a record last year. Yeah, it's surprising last year, really, how kind of poor our big game record was. Mourinho came with the reputation all the time of having this amazing record in big games and oh, he never loses in big games. He goes to get a draw or a 1-0 win and he gets them all the time. So it was surprising and, and disappointing to see how badly we performed in them last season. I, I expect us to perform better this season for a few reasons. A, Mourinho knows his players a lot more. B, Nemanja Matic, I think, is a huge like, a huge deal to have in the big games because it, we saw in Mourinho's second spell at Chelsea how important Matic was to him in big games. He sat in front of that back four. He barely moved more than 10 yards in front of the centre-backs and he just controls that area really, really well. So I think he will be a key, key man um, on Saturday. And then going forward as well, we have so much more firepower going forward on the counter-attack. You look at our attack for portions of last season, at times it was Mata, Rooney, Ibrahimovic and Rashford. And Rashford wasn't even starting every week. So you pretty much had one player with any amount of pace going forward. Um, And now we've got uh, either Martial or Rashford starting on the left. With Lukaku up front, who is more than capable of um, stretching teams in behind. Potentially Valencia um, coming on down the right flank as well if he's given that kind of license to roam forward. So I expect us to to put up a much better effort than we did in the big games last year. And I think we will still set up quite defensively, but we will look to be more aggressive on the counter attack than we were last season. Yeah, um, hoping for a different kind of performance this season, um, <laughs> definitely. But. It it gives us confidence knowing that we've we've welcomed the Liverpool fan onto the show and and he's absolutely petrified of our of our team. <laughs> so yeah, we'll take that and we we know we can get a clean sheet at Anfield. The only new threat compared to last season is Sadio Mane, better form and and Mohamed Salah. And I think we can deal with that. And we know that we've got a much more fluid and dynamic attack. It's just a shame that we can't have Pogba in there because he does significantly improve that as well. To, to an even further extent and it's fine when you don't have Pogba against the smaller it's not fine it, it's okay when you don't have Paul Pogba against the smaller sides because we have enough ability elsewhere um, to make up for that but it's in the big games where you really need that that world class quality that I think we're going to miss Pogba for the first time since his injury um, on Saturday about to wrap up but Jack your your score predictions before we do I'm going to go for a come from behind 2-1 victory I would do me I would go 2-1, but I'm going to go for 1-0. A nice dull Saturday lunchtime fixture um, <laughs> where we scrape a win and everyone hates Man United, but we're still top two in the league. So I'm going to go with that just to just to piss everyone off. 
No under-18s or under-23s games this week with internationals, but plenty of our boys out on international duty. Angel Gomez came on as a substitute for England under-17s, taking the captain's armband when he did, and scored a wonderful free kick in a 4-0 win against Chile in the Young Lions' opening World Cup game in India. Leo Connor's been in action a couple of times for Ireland's under-19s, and Dylan Levitt and Nishan Burkhart, the two under-18 players, faced off for Wales and Switzerland's under-19s, respectively with Burkhart scoring in one of the games and Levitt performing well. That's all we have time for on a slightly short episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Thanks for listening. For those of you who heard last week or saw on Twitter, we were planning to do a special on the atmosphere at Old Trafford, or lack thereof. That's still going to happen, but due to the guests we want and, and the quality we want from that episode, we're delaying it. No date set yet, but we're we're waiting on a specific guest, but probably in a few weeks or, or a month or so, we'll have that special for you. It'll be good. Anyway, thanks for listening. As I said at the start, um, if you listen to us every week, give us a review. Um, thanks to Tom and Georgie and a couple of others who have done. And for, for more from us, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Jack is at, at UTD Tate. That's T-A-I-T. I'm at, at Harry Robinson 64. Or you can follow the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D. It's a big one on Saturday and field away. Have a great week. Until then, goodbye. Network.